Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Masaro Method. I am absolutely honored to be joined today from the front by Yaroslav Perkotko. He is a Ukrainian soldier. He's fighting to defend his country and to liberate the territories that are currently occupied uh, by the Russian army, by, the Ru by Russian soldiers. Uh, and I want to I really emphasize in this one that I'm very excited that Yaroslav is joining today because Yaroslav is one of those guys, like a lot of Ukrainians now, a lot of Ukrainian men and women, who never anticipated being soldiers, who never thought they would be soldiers, who were, you know, like you or me before the war, people that were doing very normal jobs, you know, uh, butcher, baker, candlestick maker, and in and, and, and Yaroslav's case, he was a historian. Um, and because of the Russian genocidal invasion, because of what they were forced into, they have taken up arms. He is wearing a uniform. You see he is in a sort of undisclosed location here um, where he is fighting to protect his countrymen, to protect his people, uh, and to push back the Russian military. And I mean, this is, I guess, this is Ukraine's secret weapon. Yaroslav is Ukraine's secret weapon. Yaroslav is the reason that Russia can never, ever, ever win this war because really for the hundreds of thousands of uh, Mobics that, that Russia is willing to throw at this, at, at Ukraine. Ukraine has millions of people who are standing up and defending their country. Uh, and I mean, just, you know, unbelievable admiration, Yaroslav. Uh, y I know you've, you've, you've fought in Irpin, Kharkiv, Donbass. Um, you're, you're at the moment somewhere, well, We'll keep it. We'll keep it a secret. Uh, you know. Uh, so, so, so. But, but, but. Any case, I mean, it's a great honor uh, that you're here. Um, and before we, before we sort of begin, I want to remind everyone to please like and subscribe. Um, that helps these videos get seen, helps the channel grow, uh, and helps us get voices like Yaroslav's uh, into the mainstream. So, Yaroslav, thank you again uh, for joining today. Thank you, Paul. Uh, I want to say hello to to you, to all your sus subscribers, and uh, it's a great honor uh, for me, too, uh, to take uh, part in this conversation and uh, to have a voice uh, in your channel. Absolutely. And, and again, we're just so honored that you could be here with us. Um, Yaroslav, let's begin uh, at the beginning, I guess. Let's, let's start at the, the Russian full-scale invasion. I mean, at this point in your life, you are a historian, you are in civilian clothes, you're a man who mostly works with primary materials and archives and books and colleagues and, and, and that sort of thing. What's the first thing uh, that goes through your head when, when this invasion begins? And how do you come to you know, be dressed in fatigues now? Yeah, you know, uh, as a historian, I have some uh, predictions uh, about it uh, long before this war, the full-scale war started. And uh, uh, actually, uh, we know that this war is uh, currently like nine years already. Uh, but uh, every time I, I thought about uh, this uh, full-scale invasion of Russia, that uh, would be at some moment. Uh, but uh, uh, before uh, it started in the February, uh, I I have to say that I was not ready for it, uh, and uh, I have been in Kiev uh, with my wife. And uh, first uh, things that uh, I was doing uh, in twenty fourth of February, it was 
the evacuation of uh, my wife and my friends. Uh, we uh, uh, we go to the western part of Ukraine, and then I've been like for some uh, weeks uh, in the western part uh, part of Ukraine. Uh, I was working like like a volunteer, firstly, but uh, I have the strong goal to came back to Kiev and to Kiev and uh, to take part uh, as a uh, as a soldier uh, in this war because uh, and the the uh, main uh, way to do it was like to join the territorial defense of Kiev where I am now for this time so you you fought in the battle of kiev you fought in that initial defense of kiev yes yes i take part uh, in the irpin uh in irpin fighting uh, near the kiev um and uh, you know i was like not well prepared for this time because there was no time to to be prepared for it uh, there were, were were a lot of volunteers who, uh, like me, um, see the guns, the rifles for the first time in their life. And uh, but they, all these uh, people who came uh, to to the ter territorial defense, they uh, take take these uh, uh, rifles and go to the uh, to uh, protect their city uh, and uh, like it was in Kiev. It's just an extraordinary story. Let's let's talk about the territorial defense because I, I, I think that it's kind of, I, I don't know, in some sense poorly understood what the territorial defense is, how big is it, uh, I, mean, I, I, I mean, who's a part of it, and what kind of training does it entail? And I mean, obviously, this war has been, this three-day special operation has been going on for almost a year now. So you have gone from... I mean, you're you're an experienced soldier at this point. I mean, you you've gone from territorial defense guy picking up a a rifle for the first time to a true blue hardened soldier of the Ukrainian army. Is that not right? Yes, yes. Uh, for for now, uh, I am already like um, do, doing the job for the commander of platoon. You know, <laughs> and yeah, uh, it's a totally. great great honor for me too. Um, uh, what was the question? Let's what, take. What, tell us about the ter territorial defense. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, territorial defense uh, is uh, the youngest uh, part of our army, Ukrainian army. It's like the new one. Uh, it's uh, actually uh, started to uh, to be build uh, only before the war. Uh, I think it's last last January. So uh, this structure is uh, now uh, in the war. They, it is, uh, how to say it correctly, um, they are born, uh, territorial defense is born in, in this war. And yeah. uh, so grow, growing up with, with it. Um, the main idea, firstly, of the territorial defense was uh, to uh, 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 people from the different regions, they are fighting for their homes, uh, for their cities, and uh, they have like strong motivation to do it. And uh, uh, for now, uh, 
territorial defense uh, uh, i think we can we can say like uh, become more uh, like the infantry uh, like the um, army more professional uh, we uh, are fighting not not only in uh, our regions but uh, in the main fronts uh, in uh, all parts of ukraine we can uh, do uh, this uh, uh, how to say it correctly uh, sorry maybe uh, my english not perfect uh, no, but, it's great uh, it's great it's better <laughs> but than <laughs> you know some ukrainian yes I know, Diakuyu. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and for now, it's a very big structure. You know, it's like uh, 100,000 people. And uh, it's really challenge, challengeable to uh, build this structure during the war and uh, to find uh, what they actually sh should do, uh, how to equip all these people, how to uh, give them all the... Uh, technique they need all the gun uh, they need and uh, how to train these people because it mostly volunteers with uh, strong motivation but uh, only uh, if you have only motivation but no uh, guns uh, that you should have as a professional army uh, there would be uh, nothing to do in it because it's very serious war absolutely yeah you you can't load and shoot motivation that's you know but motivation yes. is really critical and i think that ukraine demonstrates just how critical motivation is i mean the morale and the spirit of ukraine is exactly what is defining <coughs> russia i mean i you know i i i think about myself and in the way that we thought about it over here and watched those first few days as you know russia invaded and i mean everyone's expectation was kiev was going to fall Right. Everyone's expectation was you. And and now, I mean, every indication is Ukraine is going to win this. So motivation counts for a lot. And I think that when you look at the Ukrainian territorial defense, you do have to recognize that this is I mean, this is, I think, for for Americans, this is you guys are the Minutemen. You know, you, you're you're our legendary militias that that defeated the British Empire back in the day. You know, I mean, I, you know, we have we have great legends about those brave men and women uh, who, who fought for our independence. And I think that this territorial defense is very much that in, in Ukraine. Um, so can you tell us about the kind of composition of the territorial defense? How many men, how many women, um, what, were, what were they doing before? What are the stories of your, uh, your, your brothers and sisters in arms here? I mean, you were a historian. I mean, what, what were others doing prior to this war? And, and I mean, how did they find themselves fighting? Um, we have uh, a large uh, range of, of the professions uh, which people have, but uh, um, I think like 90-95% of the people here is like volunteers, uh, so it's uh, their intention to uh, become the soldiers, even without any experience before it, uh, and uh, uh, we have very different prof professions uh the commander of our company is like me historian for example uh, he is a doctor uh, uh or, and we have it specialists uh, uh, a lot of uh, we have like the family of it specialists fighting uh, uh, in, in our company the wife and the husband uh, we have uh, 
doctors, we have like uh, working people, um, really very different professions. Um, but, and we have like the experienced uh, guys too, uh, who were fighting before uh, the, the full scale war in the ATO or OS. What else uh, I can say about this? Uh, how, many, how many men versus women? I mean, I mean, there are there are women in arms, right? Yes, yes, we we do have uh, women's in our company, uh, but uh, mostly, of course, uh, there is men. Uh, but uh, we have women's, and uh, they fighting like like the other other men. Uh, actually, uh, they uh, took part in the. Uh, in the fighting, they uh, are sitting in trenches. They working as the um, doctors, uh, medics, combat medics, and uh, it's really like the fighting not only um, only of some sort of the people, or uh, it's the really fight of the whole nation. Yeah. So, so I. I've got some questions also about, I, I, and I want to ask you about what is needed, but before we leave this kind of topic of the territorial defense and your motivation, I mean, what is it, Yaroslav, that motivates you? What, what it, when you get up every day, I mean, your, your life has fundamentally changed, right? I mean, yes. you know, yes. I mean, I mean in, a, in a profound kind of 180 way from a man of books to a man of war, you know, I mean, so, 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 so I mean, what, what gets you up in the morning what has motivated you not just to join, but now also to continue the fight? Yes, my life changed totally. Uh, and it was uh, really hard uh, for me uh, personally to accept this, you know. Uh, firstly, uh, when I came to the uh, arms, to the territorial defense, I thought that it would be like kind of maybe um, weeks, months, and uh, this all will end and I will, uh, be, will be back to my work, my normal life and so on. But uh, for now, I understand this, uh, this work can be very long and uh, it can be my like a major occupation to be the soldier. And uh, it was really hard for me to accept this. And uh, as, I, as I know from the conversation for other guys too, but uh, for now we we should, we must accept this and uh, uh, to move on to become more professional as a soldier, as a soldiers uh, too. And uh, for me, uh, the main motivation, of course, uh, firstly is uh, I am the man. I should protect uh, my home, my family, and uh, my religion. For me, it's uh, it has and uh, religious uh, sense because I'm the Orthodox Christian and I see it like the fighting with evil. Uh, uh, and yes. uh, uh, the second, uh, second uh, thing that I can uh, say uh, about this motivation uh, for me as a historian. Uh, for me as a historian, I, uh, you know, you, I can't do not take the part in such big historical um, yeah. <laughs> historical no, days absolutely. and so yeah. um and the 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 third part uh you even if it's sometimes uh really hard 
to be to be in the world to take part and so on you know it's really like the great journey in your life it's the experience that you will uh, i hope so never <laughs> after this uh, experience so it's uh, maybe um, sounds uh, not 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 so good but uh, these moments are some people uh, see in the war uh, like some kind of a journey to no, I mean that that makes perfect sense. I mean you are you are rising to the greatest challenge of your life and yes. and, and and maybe one of the greatest challenges, I mean certainly one of the greatest challenges in the history of your country and your people and your religion. I mean this is this is it. I mean I I mean you know I you know I'm not Ukrainian, but I know a thing or two about the history of Ukraine and I mean this is not the first time that Russia has tried to wipe out the Ukrainian people. But this might be the last time. You know. I um, hope that's, so. That's, that's really an amazing thing. Um, so... I, I hope so, and I want to thank God that uh, I take part in this time of, of our history because I think uh, for now we have the strongest army in our history, the strongest um, support from the Western world, and uh, we actually uh, can win and we would win in this war. So, so let's, that's, couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. Um, as I've said on many occasions, I see it as our, as the, the American national duty and very much in our U.S. national security interest to support Ukraine and to ensure Ukraine wins this war and returns to 1991 borders and to, that we keep Russia isolated and, and so on and so forth. Let's, let's move to the question of what do Americans need to know about the defense of Ukraine, what is needed to win the war, what is needed to liberate the territories. I mean, you have maybe the most hands-on, first-hand account here of, of what will be required to, and I mean, really get every last Russian soldier out of Ukraine. <clears throat> yes, uh, I think it, it was uh, talked a lot of the time, but I want to spoke uh, it uh, now. Uh, weapons and heavy weapons it's really crucial yeah. for this war because uh, when uh, in the beginning uh, in the European uh, near the Kiev uh, there was like a big difference uh, with uh, weapons that has uh, Russians and uh, that had we uh, we do uh, and it was like <laughs> you know in, in, in soccer <laughs> in football uh, it was the game uh, in uh, one side uh, so yeah. Uh, and uh, months by months, this situation become more uh, uh, better for us, uh, better for us uh, with the Western, of course, uh, support. And uh, for now, I can I can uh, tell that we have like uh, some kind of uh, how how to say it correctly. Um, we can fight uh, as a. Um, um, maybe you know this word, um, uh, oh, that, that, that it's equaled out. The, yes, the, yes, the yes, levels? equal, equal, yeah, on an equal level. Thank you. Yeah, and so, uh, but, but, uh, for now we stabilized front. Uh, we um, are working on uh, to stop Russia, but we need to uh, Russia to go back, and yeah. uh, we need to. Um, take back our um, borders and uh, for this uh, 
for this goal, we need more and more heavy weapons, machines, and, uh, and so on and so on, of course. Because uh, um, Russia is a really strong power. Maybe the superpower in the, uh, not economical, not other ways, but in the uh, army ways, is of course. And uh, uh, we are doing now, uh, maybe, uh, not to understand me incorrectly, but we are doing the job for the West uh, at whole. Uh, because I see Russia uh, as a threat for the West, and uh, we are now fighting uh, for the whole West in this war. Absolutely, you are. You're, you're, you're fighting for the whole free world. You're fighting for us all. Yes. And, and I mean, I, I, the argument I've made before that, you know, and, and the argument that your president made when he, when, he, when he came over and spoke before Congress, President Zelensky, said that this is not, this is not charity, it is an investment. And that is, yes. that is correct. Yes, yes. This is an investment. This is the best investment we have ever made in the history of our foreign policy. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable um, what you have accomplished. And I mean, it, and it is you, it is you, Yaroslav, and your, and your compatriots who have accomplished this. And I mean, it's just, it's really extraordinary to watch. So you saw the good news that the United States is now sending infantry fighting vehicles. Germany is going to send them as well as, as France, which are like sort of these scout tanks. Um, and then I think, I'm hopeful that the next stage, I mean, it, it should have all come the month after the invasion, right? But, or, 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 or the week after the invasion, really the day after the invasion, but, but, I yes, actually, before, be, maybe. Totally. Before, yeah, the, before, the, before, the no, before, yeah, no, I, I mean, we are in absolute agreement. Yeah, we should have deterred this. This is a failure of deterrence, absolutely, and this is, it's, it's a real, it's, a, it's, it's awful. I mean, you know. Yeah, uh, but, but it's uh, our mistake, too. We, um, for the last moment, uh, maybe most of us don't believe that it will happen, but it happened. Yeah, um, but but and but I mean, you responded in a real. I mean, again, in a, in, a, in a such a valiant way. I think you just. I mean, all the world's eyes are on Ukraine, you know, in in, in, a, in a really profound way. So I'm hopeful the next big step is going to be main battle tanks, and then you know Abrams, Leopards, Leclerc, and and I and I hope once these come, Ukraine will have basically all it needs to to push Russia back because you're right. Those those heavy weapons, the vehicles, are 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 what's most required. Let's. Let me ask you one more question um, before we close, and that is, look, I mean, you know, hopefully, and I think there's a lot of indications <coughs> that Ukrainian, Ukrainian victory, which lets, I mean, you know, and, and, and first of all, I guess, what do you see as Ukrainian victory? But I, but I, you know, I would say at least pushing Russia back to 1991 borders, you know, is, is on the horizon. Ukrainian victory is on the horizon. But but tell us about what you see as the future of Ukraine. Um, what is the what is the future that you are fighting for here? Um, I think the victory and the future of Ukraine is uh, very connected uh, things, and uh, I have some uh, thoughts uh, about it. Um, uh, f firstly, more realistic and more uh, what what I really want to be. Uh, for me, like the whole victory would be the um, protection for for Ukraine for a long term distance, uh, and it can't be without the uh, demilitarization. Let it say like uh, the um, 
Nazification of Russia. I don't. Uh, maybe this term would be not so uh, correct, but uh, not no, so. But uh, you you understand my point. Uh, there there can't be uh, Ukraine can't be protected without uh, with uh, strong Russia as uh, in, in our borders because it would be not the victory but only the ceasefire uh, yeah. before the next act of this war and uh, this uh, genocidal war. So uh, the real victory um, can't uh, end on our borders, but we should uh, work with Russia at the next level. Uh, so uh, without the, uh, Russia as a, um, I should say like more democratic, not dictatorship state, uh, there would be no protection for Ukraine. I, I'm now telling about Ukraine because it's my country, but to the region, to the Europe at whole, I think uh, there is the same interest uh, in it. So uh, after the and uh, I think the whole uh, system of uh, uh, system of uh, uh, Europe. Uh, I want to tell about the whole security system in Europe and in the world should be uh, reorganized because what we have after the World War Two, uh, this system doesn't work as we see. Yes. And uh, uh, after the Ukraine will uh, take back uh, our, the borders, we should uh, think, we should uh, talk about this um, system which will uh, react to the some kind of um, aggressive, aggressive politics in the future. So for me, real victory would be if uh, I will not uh, have to come back as a soldier in, in some kind of wars and my uh, kids, uh, I hope so. God bless. To I mean, totally agree with everything you're saying. Um, what do you... I guess I said last question was final question. One more, just really quick. Is what do you, what do you want to do after victory? Are you going to go back to being a historian? <coughs> or are you going to keep one foot in the military camp now? If, what's your What's your plan? Uh, you know, uh, when you uh, can't plan what will be like the next hour, it's uh, really hard to uh, not yeah. e even dreaming about the end uh, of this war. And uh, now I think like this war would be forever, but uh so uh i i have like uh, any plans i really i don't know uh, what i will do but uh for me my life is uh, connected with this war for for the last breath so even if it would be like the uh, not war not the fighting so it would be like in cultural fronts or in the scientific yeah. fronts and uh, what we were speaking uh, some minutes ago about the security system about the politics and so on uh, i will take part in the uh, uh, to uh, i will work to to the our better future uh, in the whole great well yaroslav thank you so much for joining today and thank you so much for what you're doing honestly i mean you're you're an inspiration for, for the entire world. I mean, I, you know, I, I often wonder when I look at my own country or when I look at Western European countries, if they were invaded, you know, like Ukraine's been invaded, 
by what we considered the second most powerful army in the world after us, right? <laughs> I mean, after the United States, you know, would we fight like the Ukrainians have fought? Would anybody, you know? Um, but you guys have just, I mean, you've shown the world how it's done. You're an example for the whole human race. So, uh, you know, I mean, thank you for joining. You're such an inspiration. Um, and, and I hope everyone can hear your story. Uh, I want to tell uh, to you that uh, be brave and believe in yourself. Uh, I, I was not expecting uh, my, many things uh, from myself uh, before it all started. So uh, God bless you and thank you for your support. God bless.